Hi, this is Ali Ciardo, and this is the Photo Field Notes Podcast. And as I was planning episodes week to week, figuring out what I wanted to share when, I realized that I had this episode that I recorded back in the spring that I swore I had published, and apparently I never actually published. So I'm sharing it today. So the topic today is all about defining success for yourself and looking at outward pressures that we feel and how we judge ourselves. And if you stick around to the end, there's some really, I think, great questions that you can ask yourself, some actionable takeaways that will help you kind of redefine success for yourself. So I am really excited to share this one. It's definitely vulnerable and I'm sharing a lot and I think it's really going to be helpful for you. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes Podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes Podcast. I'm Ali Ciardo, your host. I want to talk about defining your own success, and this one has been, ah, this one's been really interesting for me over the years because I actually ran a very different business before I ran my photography business, and actually at the same time, at one point I was running both of the businesses together, which was a little bit crazy. So I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about that business and how it has shaped, I think both positively and negatively shaped the way that I view success for myself, and I think, I'm hoping it will be helpful for you to kind of hear my story and hear my perspective and maybe it will make you feel good about things, (laughs) better about things, know that you're not alone in the way that you feel and also maybe it will help you get some perspective as I kind of talk through the process that I've gone through getting perspective for myself. Okay, the very first business that I ran, I started it when I was 24 years old and I used to work in public relations. I was doing digital research and listening to social media conversations for these big brands and putting together these big research projects. And I had an opportunity really, it, it felt like out of, out of the blue. I guess I did kind of put myself out there for it and create friendships and connections that led to it. But when I was 24, I had an opportunity to win a contract with a global company, and it was a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar contract. So it was a lot to take on at a young age, and I ended up getting the contract through these connections. I ended up quitting my job, and Jeff, who's now my husband, and another friend, we all basically quit our jobs or quit what we were doing and jumped full on into this business, this market research business working with agencies and global client companies. And we hired our first employee a couple months in. So we were working pretty hard doing these research reports for these clients. We were also monitoring their social media day to day. So we were actually checking in on their social media and reporting back opportunities and potential threats and anything that could potentially become a crisis for them. We were sending this every single day. And this was almost all me. They were building this technology in the background that was helping with the research. And then I was scrambling every single day to get in there and do the monitoring and do these big reports and meet with the clients and all of these things. So a couple months in, we hired our first employee who was actually a part-time employee. And side note, just because I think this is interesting, I remember when we went to hire our first employee that I said, there is absolutely no way that anyone is out there who's going to want a part-time job because we started out with, it was just a part-time job. And I was just like, doesn't everyone 
define success for their lives as having a full-time job. Isn't that what everyone wants? Or, you know, or a full-time business for themselves. No one would want a part-time job. And we ended up finding the most incredible person in the entire world. Leslie, if you're listening to this, I'm giving you a shout out. Leslie ended up working out perfectly because she actually had another part-time job and she had moved to the Chicago area, which is where we lived at the time. And with that, she had basically taken her job that she'd had before moving and kept it part-time remotely. And then she was looking for another job to fill in the other part-time. So she took on the job and started working for us and eventually went full-time. And we eventually ended up hiring kind of different variety of employees, um, part-time employees, contractors, different things. So I think that it trained me early on because I had some success early in my business financially and even in names, you know, having big name clients early on and having employees early on, everybody would ask me when they met me and they wanted to talk about my business, they would ask me two main questions. How much money does your company make and how many employees does your company have? And I'm not saying anyone off the street would ask this, but like, let's say other big company people, like I would be interviewed for podcasts. I was interviewed on the Mixergy podcast. And I think like the first thing he asks is, how much money do you make? How many employees do you have? And it bothered me because I didn't feel like that was who I was, was just how much money I made and how many employees I had. I felt like, shouldn't there be more to this than just those two things? And I also found that, as things got stressful with the business and at sometimes I was just like, is this even what I want? I would seek outside recognition in other areas. So I would look at awards like, I don't know, could we get this 30 under 30 award? Could we become recognized as one of the top young entrepreneurs? And, you know, in that becoming a part of masterminds with really successful people, which in some ways was so amazing because I got to surround myself with people who are crazy, awesome, successful, motivated, brilliant. But on the other side, it was hard to avoid the money talk. And again, we wouldn't get into it specifically, but I always felt like even though I felt like I was doing a lot of really awesome things and and had created a very successful business, I would always compare myself upward. So no matter what I did, I would look at people who were more successful than me and I would always feel like, well, I'm not really successful because our business is only this many hundred thousand dollars and your business is this many multi-million hundred million dollars and you're this age and I'm this age and it just I would always always compare myself and I think that as I've gotten older and now that I have children I've been able to change the way that I view success for myself in a lot of ways and I'll talk a little bit about that but I think that we all always fall back into that comparison game in whatever that is for you. As a photographer, it's really easy to fall into the, the competition feeling of, am I good enough? Am I as good as that person? Am I charging as much as that person? Am I, am I making as much as that person? And I know I talk about building a six-figure photography business. I don't want you to do that just for the sake of doing it. I don't want you to do it if you have another job that you love and photography is your part-time business and you love it that way because it it brings you creativity and it brings you energy. Don't build a six-figure photography business. Just keep it part-time if that's what you love. But 
the reason I talk about it that way is because if you want to quit that day job or if you already have your business and you want that that business to bring in the money that you need to support yourself, you know, that's a different story. There is a difference between making money for the sake of making money just because you want to have more and more and more and making the money that you need. And this is a struggle that I will fully admit that I have, that I have always struggled with what is enough. And especially because I ran a business where at at one point I got really exhausted by everything and I wasn't getting a ton of satisfaction from the business itself. And I found myself just counting the money. And that was how, because I wasn't finding myself feeling successful personally, I wasn't finding myself feeling as fulfilled as I wanted to feel personally, I looked to some other outlet to measure my success. And it wasn't the right place. It really wasn't the right place to look for me. And here's something that changed for me. What kind of changed my outlook on what success actually was? Well, I had my first daughter, Zell, in 2013, and this timing worked out so perfectly because, well, a couple of things had happened. First of all, our main client had actually tried to acquire our business, and we went through for probably six months. We actually were very much on board with a Uh, selling our business and taking the money and going with it and we were just excited because you know selling a business that sounds really good right that sounds like you're super successful if you can sell a business when you're like 27 28 years old but when we really looked at the situation and what we wanted out of our day-to-day lives we realized that that was not at all what we wanted and in walking away from that business deal, we realized that we were basically walking away from that client relationship. And that at the, at the end of that contract, we knew that we were going to have to make the decision on whether we wanted to merge with a different company, grow on our own, scale back, or walk away. And what we ultimately ended up doing was scaling back and then eventually pretty much walking away. So when Zell was born in 2013, I happened to be going through this great little course called, um, what is it called? Joy Juice from Stratajoy. It's from Molly Mayhar from Stratajoy. And what it is, is I, and I really recommend this, so I'll put the link in my, on the show notes for this. What it is, is a series of emails that you get that just have journaling prompts. So you'll get a prompt that will have you talking about, reflecting about a different topic every month and little snippets of topics within that month. And one of the topics, of course, was success. And I am actually going to read you what I wrote. The prompt was, and it was interesting because I was literally pregnant with my first daughter. And the prompt was, what will I tell my future daughter about success? What will I tell her when she asks me how to become successful? And I'm just going to read you what I wrote in 2013. I feel like I'm reading my journal, but I kind of am. Okay. (laughs) This one couldn't be more timely as I plan my life and count down the mystery day when Zelda will be here. I hope Jeff and I will be able to show her that family is our priority. We've had times when we've certainly felt like we had to put work first to get it all done. I want her to see that we don't put all of our stock in driving fancy cars and showing off. I want to teach her about freedom, that she doesn't necessarily have to choose the accepted path that most people take, that she can define her own path, that she doesn't have to rely on others to make money. I want her to have creativity in her daily life. I hope we can balance new technology with old school imagination and hands-on projects. I also want her to know that success is spending every day working towards something that you want to be working toward, whatever that is. 
And in the words of Jeff Hoffman, life isn't about the destination or the journey. It's about who you're traveling with. So in reflecting about how I want to define success for myself, I know that it's hard not to get caught up in your the money and the number of weddings you book, the number of portrait sessions you book, the amount of money you charge, the number of contests that you've won, the number of Instagram followers that you have. It's hard not to get caught up in that, but I really want you to think about what success is for you. And for me right now, that's caring less about what my peers think and caring more about how I feel on a day-to-day basis and how my family feels about me and how we all work together as a family. So I am going to leave you with a few questions for you to ask yourself as you reflect on what success is for you. I really encourage you to write these down and actually answer them if you want to do it in a journaling format, if you want to record yourself answering these questions so you can reflect back. If you just want to think about them yourself, whatever it is that you do, I want you to actually take a little bit of time to do it. I think it's going to be really helpful for you. Question number one, what is enough, whether that's financially, whether that's what is enough in terms of how big my house is, how much I need in terms of clothing and vacations and all these things, what is enough for you? And I know that's a really hard one. That's the hardest one for me, but I try to reflect on that and I try really hard to keep perspective on that one. Question number two, how would you want your children or future children to see success? How do you want them to see success? And obviously that's based on what you're showing to them. So question three, are you showing them or yourself that version of success now? If not, why not? And final question, what can you do about it? I hope that this sparks some inspiration for you. I hope that it, you know, creates some deep thinking and hopefully helps you for, if only for today, to get away from that cycle of comparison and feeling like maybe you're not good enough because you don't have x number of dollars in the bank account and x number of followers on instagram i really hope that it makes you feel just reflective about what it is that you actually need in life and i hope you have a wonderful day and i will see you back here on the podcast next week thanks for listening check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com and if you loved this episode Leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.